happy new queer and welcome to here's Johnny to reviews. I'm no longer slicing and dicing movies. We'll see how long it lasts for. But praising and hyping for this new year, I'm revamping the scoring. From now on, every movie starts with a 5 out of 10. And will go up or down depending on how many what the fucks I see. Or indeed good writing, editing and indeed plotting. So, no longer will movies go into minus numbers, but the lowest it can get is a zero, whereas the highest will be ten. So with that, let's kick off 2021 with Drag NURI, my look at drag movies. First up, how could I do drag movies without RuPaul's Drag Race? Like it or not, because I know that, that is kind of problematic in some circles, but it's major success, so why not kick it off with that? I thought I'd kick things off with a Cherry Pop, which has a score of Drag Queen, sorry, Drag Race Queens, Drag Queen Queens, ugh, Drag Race Queens, including a Bob the Drag Queen, Detox, and Latrice Royale. So let's pop 2021's Cherry. With this unknown budget, as this was straight to VOD, it also made Unknown, starring Laz Berg. Bob the Drag Queen, Detox, Mayhem Miller, Latrice Royale, and Tempest the Jure. Directed by Asad Jakob, I think that's pronounced his name. The plot, in a small drag bar, a weekly event is held called Cherry Pop, where first-time drag performers pop their cherry. One night, a straight man tries out, hiding his hetero side to the older queens, or the old queens even, as he is their newest wannabe star. Can he perform? Will his secret be found out? How will the queens behave? Also, what's with the old queen locked in a dressing room? Find out here! Before I even step a pinky to this movie, I want to say I have been out since 2004 and have been to many, many gay bars and indeed uh, nightclubs. Never have I seen one this empty on a fucking weekend. I mean, Jesus Christ, there's about 20 people on this thing, that's about it. Also, I've never seen one so run down, but I'm guessing it's because, oh, I don't know, moving a fuckery on. Also, if a good-looking guy was to walk into the bar, straight or not, the queens would have been all of him like a fucking rash, not being sitting and being bitchy and standoffish. This is harsh but true, some gay men fetishise straight men. So... When a guy that looks like the lead walks in and wanted to do drag, also explore his feminine side, they wouldn't let him out alive. Anyway, on to this movie. It opens up on the Wolf Media logo. They pretty much do most, if not all, of the gay-themed movies. Then on to a voiceover, one of many, many, many voiceovers. Jesus, the voiceovers. From our quote-unquote Cherry played by a Lars Berg. By the way, they have no, this guy is just called Cherry. They don't even give a fucking name. Dear, oh dear. Who's explaining he's had a dream to perform on stage. So he tries out a drag show in his local bar. What the fuck? Shouldn't you have tried, oh, I don't know, karaoke? I'm at a, I'm dram. Uh, no, it's straight to fucking drag. I mean, oh my God. He gets out of his Uber and walks past the unhelpful woman who is a sassy in ghetto, because of course it is, this is lazy writing, swearing at her man and indeed pushing past this white guy because he's white and ghetto and ghetto and even more ghetto. Oh dear God. I think she's actually the wife of Terry, who's in this thing much later. 
I'm not sure. Anyway, he then gets harassed by the midget bouncer. And my experience, that would have been a butch lesbian. Lesbian? A lesbian. And or a bald man with more muscles than fucking brains. I mean, there's no chance you'd have a short arse as a bouncer. I mean, this guy's, what, about fucking three foot two or something? Jesus, jinkies. He then gets let in the back door. Leave it. Of this dive bar, as he calls it. And he walks to be drilled over by the night manager, Michael, played by Dennis Meadow. And the barman, who is shutless, but of course, who then tells him he is late and gets his ass backstage now. First, he tells him he has 20 minutes to go. Uh, I've never done drag before in my life, but I'm guessing it takes a lot longer to fucking twist get into full drag. Hmm. But then he tells him he can't sing live, he has to lip sync, but it can take a while because he's the last one to go on stage. The fuck is going here? Anyway, backstage, he goes, continuing this long-winded voiceover saying, and this son ticked me right off, quote, he was a normal guy with a normal wife, unquote. Say what now? So gays can have a normal fucking life? Fuck you who wrote this piece of shit. And God, this voiceover shit will not fucking end. This guy is so up his own fucking ass, it's unbelievable. I mean, this is supposed to be a comedy, where the fuck's the jokes? He walks past the vicious queens, all getting dressed in drag. First up is Blanquisha, played by Mayhem Miller. Then White Chocolate, played by Detox. They're frenemies. Then we have Charitza. Played by Miguel Sagaz, I think I pronounced his name. And then we have Delusia, played by Alusia Lusia. Uh, her thing is, she's always reading a script and thinks she's going to be a megastar. Outside the main dressing room, for reasons, why the hell would I have a main? I'm moving on. Is the host Kitten with a Whip, played by Bob the Drag Queen. And note, Kitten with a Whip was Caldwell Taiku, I think I pronounced his name, aka Bob the Drag Queen's first drag name. Finally, locked inside the main dressing room is Lady Zaza, played by Tempest de Jour. Her thing is, she's heartbroken over the, over her lover has either died or left her, and she wants to kill herself, and this whole melodramatic overscore crap that goes on and on and on, and just suddenly dropped like a fucking hot toddy. Seems she owned this bar before it went downhill, and she is the grand queen of all grand queens, but now she is nothing but a rundown bar and a handful of bitter old queens, and now her lover is long gone. So she's locked in her dressing room in half drag, listening to depressing opera music while writing suicide notes, because that's funny, right? Or is this just some tired old drama queen drag crap thing? I mean, who cares? Outside, banging in the door is Kitten, trying to get this whole show off and running, while trying to get this old queen into drag. Finally, the one-night drag queen, Ariella, Ariella even, played by Misty Violet, offers Cherry a seat, much to the annoyance of the other old queens. Again, he's cute, tall, well-built and straight, leaving over him like a fucking fly to shit. Ariella tells Cherry some harsh truths. Once Cherry says he'll never be back to this kind of place as it's a complete dive. Saying this is the last ditch attempt at show business. Where dreams go to 
die after their long dead, buried and turned into a rotten corpse zombie six months later with a bullet in its head. Yet he is here to perform his quote, drag. With the show about to kick off, Kitten leaves Delusia in charge of watching Lady Zaza. But all she's interested in is the script she's reading because that's funny, right? Well, at least they got the one selfish gay serial type correct because there's always one arsehole gay who's all about his fucking self. Kitten puts Cherry in his place after he whines he wants to sing live. Kitten then tells them they're all singers as all the drag queens pull out their CD albums. I just love that one. There's like 20,000 albums over show here. Ali Ariel's Mother, played by Karmit Baker, that's her name, goes backstage to wish her son good luck. She thinks she, he's a fucking doing a Mikado play or something like that, what the hell it is, and doesn't realise he's a screamer, sorry, a gay. <clears throat> and this joke just goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. She doesn't realise he's gay. Hello, love, he's in full drag in a gay bar surrounded by gay men. Well, about 15 to 20 extras anyway. How the fuck you know realise he's gay? In walks local regular Terry, played by Timothy Wilcox, a.k.a. Latrice Royale. Seems he's there every night and loves the girls and tips a lot. He is loudmouth and brash and apparently has several restraining orders to his name, but he still shows up every single fucking night. Terry hits on the topless barman Eric, played by Dove Mayer. Then takes a seat front and centre. Ariella's mother takes a seat next to Giselle, played by Cameron Monsoon. And Dante, played by Tyrone Jackson. Uh, Giselle's in full drag, why isn't she on stage? Also, here the two tell Ariella's mother her son is indeed gay, which she is perfectly fine with as she's always wanted a daughter, because that's how that one fucking works. Backstage, Cherry still hasn't put a stitch of makeup on, yet the show has started. Yet more voiceover, as he has a go at Teresa uh, for not making a pretty woman. Wow, this voiceover is way too judgmental. Also, it goes on way too fucking long. Yet more voiceover, as White Chocolate and Blanquisha snipe each other over their makeup and hair and as such. And these two where are on and again off again couple anyway the voice for states blanquisha is a rich conservative trump voter and he's doing us out of spite as white chocolate is poor trailer trash as he calls them and is doing us out of need yet more voiceover from cherry as he has a go at delusion for having her head in the clouds chasing pipe dreams and pieing the sky stuff uh, excuse me, judgmental judgy. I wonder if this guy, or indeed the writer, would turn this judgmental finger upon himself. Jesus Christ, it's non-stop judging from this fucking voiceover shit. Anyway, the show starts with Kitten kicking things off with terrible one-liners. And this editing is so bad. You can tell Kitten is nowhere near Terry as he's ripping into him like these two shot weeks apart and this is badly stitched together like a fucking Frankenstein monster. Kitten then tells a crowd of about 15 extras it's Lady Zaza's final night she's hanging up the heels the wig and indeed the makeup brush she's finished. On to DJ Oscar played by Stephen Deller 
I think that was his name. He's as dumb as he has muscles, according to the voiceover. That states he's doing the DJing thing for college credits, which of course is unpaid, even though he's not in college and he's practically naked all the time. Oh my god, this is so bad writing. As Lady Zada writes her suicide note, White Chocolate hits the stage while lip syncing a song about aborting a baby flanked by two go-go boys dressed in practically bloody well nothing. Backstage, Kitting calls to get Zaza's car towed in the vain hope of getting her out of that fucking dressing room. Cherry gets water dumped on him by Chirizo, so goes to the toilet to dry it off. Ariella is in there, taking a call from his boyfriend, saying he is not coming that night, as he's terrified of Ariella's mother finding out they are a couple. Because something about the mother thinks he's Brenda instead of Brendan. And this whole bit goes on and on and on. It's, mm. Cherry overhears this and the two of them talk out and hug it out. And this is a whole weird part where it's kind of weird. White Chocolate has now finished her number for the night. And wow, that was a whole two minutes. I mean, was that worth the fucking entry fee? They go backstage and snipes at Blanquisha some more. As Kitten... Elise introduced Bran Klisha on stage. Who does a two-minute song about ha hating rich white women? Now, rich and uh, rich bitches, yes, I'll give you bits. After you white, I mean... Uh. Meanwhile, backstage, white chocolate answers Cherry's phone, so his secret is now out. They all rush into the toilet and cast him out over being straight. You know, for a community that's all about inclusion and acceptance, they sure are a fucking judgmental bunch, are they not? Straight hate at that? I mean, it's okay to be gay, but it's not okay to straight hate. That doesn't make any sense, John. Oh, fuck it. So Blanquisher leaves the stage, going in on the straight hate pile. Even Ariella turns on Cherry. Kitten introduces Chorizo who isn't feeling great spot on by the fact that the straight guy is straight and she doesn't like straight sex and she feels sick. So she goes on stage and throws up all over Terry. As in the toilet, the queens have now finished tearing into Cherry, so he then leaves with his tail tucked between his legs. Meanwhile, Zaza slipped her suicide note under the door and then jumped at the window to try to stop her car from getting towed because that's funny, right? I mean, if... Kitten reads it, panics, sends the loser to get the rest of them to help, but she's so much of a fucking airhead and delusional that she forgets what she's fucking doing. She goes down to the toilet and sits and looks herself in the mirror for about 20 minutes and then realises, oh, that's right. Kitten sent me in here to get help because the, uh, Zaza has jumped out the window. Oh my god. So Kitten kicks in the door. Zaza falls out the window, landing on the top of the tow truck and smashes the fuck out of her car. Because she bounces off the tow truck. Oh, what the fuck? I'm moving the fuck on. I don't give a shit. As is happening, Chorizo throws it all over Terry, who, blinded by this, goes backstage to clean it off and walks into the janitor room, killing all the lights. Outside, Kitten helps Zaza up, who falls from 15 feet and bounced off the tow truck, but she's perfectly fine and she goes back inside to get dressed because... reasons? Outside of the club, yet more voiceover from Cherry, saying his dreams are shattered after getting rejected by social outcasts. And indeed, how dare they judge me because being straight and yada yada yada. The fuck? 
He then takes a call from his girlfriend, who tells him she will not make it that night. He indeed tries to tell her, it's okay, things have been cancelled, da 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 da. She shows up anyway. On stage, Kitten introduces Ariella to the stage, who sings a song about getting fucked in the ass. Finally, the pity rocks for his mother as he drags Brenda, so Brendan rather, on stage. And does the whole gyrating thing to his crotch, and it's really disturbing, frankly. Backstage, Kitten deals with the whole drama of Cherry getting chased off. Kitten snaps at Delusia when she thinks she can close the show with her acting, telling her she is as worse as Halle Berry and Catwoman. Find out if that's true, as in archives. Something about Zaza is not going to go on stage because she's hurt her back, and Cherry was the second up, and Delusia's sitting there doing nothing anyway, so I'm just sending her out on fucking stage. This whole bit is just terrible. Once Ariella is finished, the mother goes outside to adjust, telling Cherry to go on stage, who is still outside, feeling sorry of himself and is not wearing a stitch of makeup. Wait, no, it's Delusia that talks him into going into the bar and finishing off his act. She then talks to Ariella's er- 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 mother. Minutes later, Cherry is now in full drag, because that's how that one fucking works. I mean, he's not got a stitch of makeup on, next minute he's in full drag. After he has a go, all the queens, who act, he actually tells the queens what drag stands for, dressed as a girl. What the fuck? Who wrote this shit? He then goes as far as beating up fucking Chiruzo. I mean, what the hell? You've got gay bashing in this fucking thing? I mean, what the fuck? Finally... The lights go out, Cherry hits the stage, and my god, it's make an ugly woman. I said it before and I'll say it again. Just because you're a good looking guy, doesn't mean you make a hot woman. He is a fucking dog. But with the lights out, Cherry must sing live, which of course he does pitch perfect to Ave Maria. Who the fuck sings Ave Maria at a drag bar? Zaza overhears this backstage and instantly comes out in full drag to perform their final so- showstopper. Bearing in mind, she is not in full drag. All she is wearing was like the corset and the makeup. She had the wig and the dress and the heels and the such to put on. But like seconds later, she's in this fucking thing. And they're doing this whole show-stopping song about, I don't know what the hell it's tunic stands, but the fuck it is. Now, this is over. The Queen's finally tell Cherry to shut the fuck up with the voiceable stuff as they could hear him throughout the entire movie. Because that's funny, right? Zaza and the Queens sing about being a two-night stand, not a one-night whore, as credits mercilessly roll. So, this mess of a movie is, well, just a mess. The jokes are not even funny, the drama is terrible, and there's way too much fucking voiceover from Cherry. This is judgmental to fuck and indeed very mean spirited for a fun, happy drag movie. However, I'm going to give this thing a 4 out of 10. Because it's the first movie I'm doing this year and I'm going to be generous. So I'll come back next week as I look at the Hairspray remake. Don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod. Check out my franchise podcast of Psycho, Aliens, Predator, Superman and many more. Also, my solo podcast of Rocky Horror Picture Show, Shock Treatment, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, There Is No Hairspray, and many, many, many more. Uh, Bye, and remember, I watch these bad movies soon, I have to.